Who needs a baseball glove? Not Framber Valdez. Who needs to be sat on the bench? Not Mauricio Dubon. This dude's killing it. Corey Jokes is contributing. This team just hits the baseball. They went into Pittsburgh, took care of business. Let's talk about it on this edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you without a glove trying to catch a double play ball? Well, they can find me at H Wheelhouse on Twitter and Instagram. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, positive. I'm okay with Mauricio Dubon being a positive on this team always strows wait who are you what have you done with brett chancy i need to get that brett chancy back this is an imposter this is a a fake shake h-town wheelhouse oh. and you know what you can get this fake shake h-town wheelhouse any day on youtube you go and subscribe to us go and make us your first listen on apple odyssey spotify wherever you listen to your podcast go and check us out and today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip the trips to your grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's number one, America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MLB60 and use the code MLB60 for 60% off plus shipping. So um, I think it's time to designate a president of the Mauricio <laughs> Dubon fan club. And I took the last one. And so I think it's time for you to designate yourself the Mauricio Dubon fan club, especially after all the crap you said earlier. I think it's it's time. Well, look, to do that. Okay. Did so you see here, that guy ma- making all the plays on defense, like throwing his body around, doing the little Tasmanian devil, uh, getting a double play, and then uh, the ball about to get by him, and then he threw his body on the ground. This guy could play defense. He was three for five. He's batting three fifty seven. 808 OPS. Sign yourself up, dude. Look, here's the deal. This is what I need from my team. Jose Altuve, the heart and soul of this team, is out until we don't know when. June, we don't know, right? Mauricio Dubon appears to be the best option right now at second base overall. Defensively better than Hensley. Hensley, although he hasn't really had a ton of opportunities, hasn't been super great at the plate. Dubon has a six-game hitting streak going right now, and Dubon is contributing. When they scored two runs the other day, then they lost three to two. He was the one who scored the runs. And I'm not saying that Mauricio Dubon is going to the All-Star game this year, but you need your guys that are stepping up in positions where you normally have All-Star starters to do the job. And wouldn't you rather have someone like Dubon doing what he's doing, Corey Jolks doing what he's doing, um, Diaz, they're 3-0 and when he starts at catcher. When these kids get in the game, they need to contribute. And so I'm all for him being there. 
this lineup was all the same from last game except for Maldonado being behind the plate. They just didn't start um, Diaz. But this lineup did what they're supposed to do. I'll get to that in a second. I just, Mauricio Dubon, I am on this bandwagon because I need him to be successful, Eric. I need him to go up there and I need him to see the ball. I need to see him hit the ball. And I just need to be him to be a vacuum there at second base because he is doing a great job. Him and Pena are a great double play combo. And I bet you that eases Jose Altuve's mind because it's got to be tough for him watching the guys on the field perform when he can't be there. Yeah. And uh, just to look at what Dubon's done in 29 bats, he struck out once when your team striking out at a record pace. And even the two outs today were um, like hard hits, just tough luck outs. And just what he's doing. I mean, he's not going to hit a million home runs. He's not going to be your um, slugging leader at the end of the year, but he's putting, um, he's making contact. And when you put the ball in play, especially with the shift gone and everything going on, this guy is going to do good until the guy who reported to Pittsburgh today, Jose Altuve. No, nothing's changed. He's still out. He's still <laughs> out for a while, but at least he's uh, here with the team. And uh, the funny thing about that was when he reported there, even though it's only been a few days since they've seen him, they, they all acted like, hey, Jose, we haven't seen you in months. But that's just how big a teammate Jose Altuve is. And he's wearing more of a softer cast now. And so his healing is going, but and there's no, there's not been any acceleration in the progress or anything. He just wants to travel with the team a little bit more. And so I think that this is good because his leadership is very valuable on the team. And you can't, I mean, I know the Astros won on Sunday, but um, is any coincidence that the Astros had one of their best hitting days when Jose Altuve is back in? Well, I'll tell you this, and to go back to that, because this I think relates, um, Jose Abreu is a seasoned veteran. Okay. Jose Abreu has been playing Cuban dominoes with Mauricio Dubon. And from what Julie Morales said, Mauricio Dubon's been talking to him a lot about hitting. And so these, like him and um, Jordan Alvarez, these guys have been sitting down doing things together, talking things out. You know, Dubon is getting insight from some of the best hitters in the game. And, I mean, we've got to also talk about Jordan Alvarez because right now, Eric, he, he's he's hitting 333, three home runs, 12 hits, 16 RBIs, eight runs scored in 10 games. And that was before the game today. So, um, he just, he just is absolutely, he's murdering the ball, even with singles, he's murdering the ball and he's doing his job. Him and Tucker are hitting, um, this team, I'm telling you the dynamic duo of Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker is going to be something special to watch this year. And I think they're going to start turning things around. They did strike out less today. They looked a lot better. They, they attacked early. This guy was wild, but they attacked early. If a guy's wild, you attack him early because he's going to try to get that first or second pitch over the plate. They were hitting his breaking pitches. They were hitting his fastballs, and they were laying off the stuff off the plate. It was just the umpires were trying to screw that that rhythm up because they were calling all kinds of stuff off the plate today. Yeah, but in that inning also, um, Jolks, Dubon, and Maldonado 
Malnado picked on a upper, a, like a face high yes. 96 mile per hour fastball, but he was sitting on that. He got a single and that's about one of the best hits he's had so far this year. But, uh, th- there's a lot going on. I mean, a lot of people contributed to this game. Alvarez had two RBIs. Bregman had an RBI. He had, um, how many walks, three walks. And then he also had a hit. So uh, he's batting 163 with a 471 OPS. We'll talk a little bit about what Dusty Baker had to say about him in a second. Uh, Jeremy Pena. Yes. He was only one for five, but you can see him starting to come around a little bit. Um, so he had two hard hit balls today. Corey Jolks, four hard hit balls today. Oh, I mean, he- only one of them hits, but he's making great contact. And so I, I think, and if you look at Alvarez, he had three hits today. All four of them, all four of his um, th- uh, his contacts were hard hits. So they were. So yeah, dude, he's sporting that. I mean, one point zero eight three OPS. Eric, tell me who has the highest batting average for the Houston Astros as of April tenth? Uh, it's probably gonna be Mauricio Dubon. Mauricio Dubon. That's right, Mauricio Dubon. The man who leads our fan club, um, 357 with an 808, like you mentioned, for his for his OPS. And we are going to have to win games. The ball club is going to have to win games, not with your starters, not with the guys that are that are in charge. It's gonna have to be everybody involved. And I'm glad that you put this up on the screen because we have a new sponsor and it is called So Rare. I need you all to go to SoRare.com. I actually just started playing this week. And if you are watching um, the show, I, I would I would show you on my phone. I don't know how well you could see it, but I drafted my team for next week and I'm excited. I've got a stellar lineup. I've got Jordan Alvarez in there. Um, I've got Brian Abreu to name a few. This is a fantasy baseball game that is... It's awesome. You basically collect these cards. It's free to download and you get the you get the fantasy experience of going against other players. And as you win and and you're more successful, you get increasing power on your baseball cards. And not only that, while you play in this game cycle each week, it's from week to week. You can find yourself if you're in the top percent of all the players, you can win extra cards, card cards that have rarity to them. You can get merchandise, sign jerseys, VIP experiences. You can meet MLB stars. You could even at some point interact with Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez, who will be on the app from time to time throughout the Major League Baseball season. Go to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free players today. Set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn and start playing today. SoRare is a great game, and I promise you, you won't be sorry. So check it out today. I, I'm not going to say that this type of offensive output is so rare this year, but uh, it feels like it's kind of rare to see what the Astros did today. And it's the fact that they scored early. And they scored often. They got 13 hits and they started, they, they just took advantage of a pitcher that was struggling. And uh, Contreras is a pitcher that dominated the National League last year, I guess both leagues, but he was a pretty good pitcher in his rookie year. And so uh, he's got a lot of promise, but the Astros are a team that could take advantage of that. And I think Chaz McCormick, I know he only had one hit today, but he's got a whole new philosophy since moving down to the, 
the leadoff hole. And uh, it looks like Jeremy Pena is starting to come around a little bit as well. But this team has seemed to take had has taken off a little bit since Dusty Baker's made that move. And so 10 games in or whatever we are we're in, it's just impressive to see how Dusty Baker has been okay to shuffle things up, even with the World Series MVP like kind of ruffling his feathers a little bit saying, uh, Jeremy, I think we need to go ahead and move you down. This guy's really good, but at the same time, if he's struggling, you got to move him down. Somebody like Alex Bregman, he's got the, the kind of the track history. You can really trust him a little bit more, know right. that he's going to come out of it. Pena. Yes. He had a great season. He got really hot towards the end of the year, but he's still young. And so I think uh, Dusty Baker just wanted to take some of the pressure off of him. And we're seeing a little bit better at bats. Like in this game, uh, there was only one strikeout when he was striking out two to three times in other games. Exactly. You know, Jordan Alvarez, um, when he got to his 14th RBI, um, and he's one of the catalysts behind this offense, when you have guys like that out at the top of the order, when you get to the bottom, you got to go back to the top, right? Get this. He got 14 RBIs in his first 10 games of the season. He joined and he joined this elite group, Eric. Glenn Davis, Derek Bell, Lance Berkman, and Richard Hidalgo. This guy is doing things that MVP players typically do. And this is what it's going to take. A three-for-four performance today, like we've mentioned, a walk in two RBI. That walk is huge. You know, Bregman with three walks today. Look, he hasn't been hitting well. He's hitting 163. He did get a hit. But he had three walks. He should have had a fourth walk. The the, the umpire was abysmal behind the plate. But he's seeing the ball well. And so if Bregman can start turning things around, if he can stay on top of the ball and not get under it, if he can start hitting, then when you've got Alvarez getting three hits, Tucker getting two, Dubon getting three, and then everybody getting a hit. Now, Abreu's streak ended today. He actually had a 13-game hitting streak. He sucked again. Well, Abreu, I, I didn't know this. He had a 13-game hitting streak continued right. over from last season. So it stinks that he didn't get a hit today, but they were all hitting the ball really hard, like you mentioned. They had solid contact, hard contact, and that's going to happen. But the more you do that, the more chances you give yourself. Because when you're striking out, you have no chance, right? Because right. the ball's not going anywhere. When you put the ball in the field, there's always a chance that you get on base, always. Yeah. So kind of switch to back to Farmer Valdez. I know yeah. that uh, Colleen says that Farmer got mad today. Yeah, there were several times that it looked like maybe Farmer could implode. I think in the second inning, he walked back to back batters and then he uh, Maldonado went out there and talked to him. I believe it was in the seventh inning was when you had the glove play where he um, was able to get the ball knock it down and knock the glove out of his hand. And he was able to get the ball with his right hand and kind of throw it to Mauricio Devon at second base. And they're able to get the force out at second base. And then the next play with runners at first and third, and he's trying, he's over a hundred pitches. I think he was at 102, 103 pitches. He's trying so hard to get that through seven innings. The next play was a a tailor-made double play ball, and that's exactly what Farmer Valdez needed, and he was pumped. But you can tell that he was not his typical Farmer Valdez. He had five walks in this game. Most of them were uh, full counts, and so that does mean that he wasn't just like wild. He was just like nibbling and not getting the calls or uh, maybe just outside the zone. So 
Uh, this was a game the Astros needed. So was uh, Hunter Brown's game. Back-to-back -back games where you had a starter go seven innings. So today we have Phil Maton and then Seth Martinez come in. You yeah. didn't have to use five or six different relievers. That's awesome. That is. Seven strikeouts across the entire team. Um, the the pitchers had um, – I almost said – I'm sorry, not seven strike. Yeah, the Astros had seven strikeouts. Their pitchers threw seven strikeouts. But what what you saw today was from beginning to end a complete team victory. Everybody contributing. You want your relievers coming in. They each get an inning. They each get a strikeout, right? Um, and look, Framber, for, for all the debate that happened over the last couple of days about, you know, Maldonado needs to be benched. Maldonado shouldn't even be in there. Why? If he's a coach, if he's just there to motivate the pitchers, why can't he do that from the bench and help DS? Well, him being in that game probably helped Framber stay in the game mentally. He does still hold intrinsic value to this team. End of story. Martin Maldonado's not going anywhere. So y'all can wish and want him to be gone and think that, yes, his his defensive skills aren't what they used to be. I, I think he even knows that. But at the end of the day, the value that he holds to these pitchers, and Eric, we've interviewed players that have pitched to him. We've interviewed pitchers and minor leaguers that talk about how he like how important he is in this clubhouse and at the end of the day he's going to be here you're not going to lose a world series you're not going to lose a playoff spot because of martin maldonado you're also probably not going to necessarily win because of him but you are going to have one of the pieces in Martin Maldonado that will be a part of a winning formula, I think, at the end of the season. Um, you're not looking at him to be the catalyst. You're looking at him to be one of the cogs in the wheel that gets you in the right direction. And today, if he can go out there and hit the ball solidly like he did, um, even if it's just one hit, heck, he's batting 200. I'll take that right now from, from Maldonado. Everybody yeah. else seems to be hitting. Bregman is at 163. I think his average is going to come up. But – I like what I see. I love what I see out of Jordan. I love what I'm seeing out of Kyle Tucker. You know, hit that ball in between first and second. Seen-eyed single. We talked about it before the show. Had the shift been in play, that second baseman would have been in shallow right field. He would have been thrown out. It would have been a ground out. But because there's no shift, he got that hit. But, man, the hits today, dude, they were like tomorrow. I really hope they keep crushing it because, luckily, they didn't score double-digit runs, which means they left some for tomorrow. And this is a Pirates team, Eric, that coming in was, was six and three. This isn't a measly bad Pirates team. This is a this is a good Pirates team who's playing good baseball. So to come in and get a win the first time since you've been there since 2016, I think is big. Well, the um, Pirates seemed to gamble today. They walked Jose Abreu to get to Kyle Tucker. And Kyle Tucker almost made them pay. He hit a really deep drive. It was um, – foul ball to right field but it was a blast but unfortunately i uh he didn't nothing happened there but uh it was just cool so uh great game from oh uh hey ethan how you doing yeah. uh yeah Paris missed his spots astros made him pay seeing the crew's injury is still in their minds yes by the way um ethan i'm sure ethan knows this but apparently o'neill cruz is gonna be out about four months i think they're expecting him to return in august so that's a long time to wait for your phenom shortstop. So that sucks. And sorry for that, Ethan. But uh, considering he's coming back at all with the injury he sustained, that's pretty good news on that front. 
So, Eric, here's a question, and maybe we can tackle this later, but do you think the Astros will play better than the Tampa Bay Rays? I don't know. The Tampa Bay Rays are 10-0 right now. The Tampa Bay Rays are playing better than everybody in baseball. The law of averages, I think, are against the Rays when we get to them because there's no way they're still on a winning streak. I mean, I say there's no way. It is baseball. Anything can happen. But if this team starts clicking on all cylinders, I think we can match up with the Rays just like any other team. I still think we're the favorite in the in the American League. What would be your confidence if we were to play them today after these last two games? Do you think we would be able to compete with them and maybe give them their first loss? Well, any team can go 10 and 0. It just happened that they started the season off 10 and 0. Um they won today's game 1 to nothing. Uh they've been blowing teams out. They've been playing the A's, they've been playing um, some other teams. They're playing the Red Sox right now, I believe. So, um let's see how long they they can go. They've been a historically good team. I'm not discounting them. I'm not as much as I'm not going to judge the Astros for their record right now. It's too soon to judge the Rays on their record. Are they exactly. good? Sure. Are they going to finish undefeated 162 and 0? No. Uh, that would be entire. That would be super impressive. And uh, there, be. there'd be movies and like documentaries about this Rays season. The team that went 162 and 0. Ain't going to happen, folks. They're going to no, lose. So not uh, the thing that's going to define this team is what happens when they lose. And uh, kind of like Fandle, I mean, what happens like if you lose, uh, you, you want to make sure you have the right information so you don't lose. That's right. Fandle is the number one sports book in America, and it's our choice for sports books. It's, there's no better place to get MLB action than at Fandle. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. You don't want to miss this action. You can pick how many home runs, um, you know, Jordan Alvarez is going to hit. Will Tucker and Jordan Homer in the same game that Luis Garcia gets five strikeouts. You can do same game parlays. You can do matchups. You there's like the sky's the limit. So look, don't miss your chance right now to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Thoughts by Dusty. All right. Just to this is on Alex Bregman. I kind of teased it earlier. Uh, this is on his six for 40 with no extra base hits. Um, I think now he's seven for 41 or whatever. Uh, this has not been updated, but um, this is what he had to say he's a little bit in no man's land when you're early on breaking balls and a little late on fastballs. He has to close that gap to find his timing. So that was a little I, more detailed than we're used to. <laughs> well, you, you know, but but I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, even um, opening day when we were at the game, there was one or two pitches that he hit way foul left, and he was early, and he has smoked some baseballs right. out of the ballpark on the foul side of the pole, right? Um, and and that makes sense. And you can see that he's late on the fastballs when he does hit them because he's getting under them. He's popping up a lot. Bregman will find it. What I have confidence in Bregman is that he's come into the season saying he feels better than he's ever felt. But feeling physically better and being and being in sync time-wise at the plate are are two different things, right? right? So Bregman will put it together. His defense is going to be stellar. 
hands down, that's not a question. But I think the more this offense performs on a consistent basis, it takes the pressure off of someone like Bregman feeling like they have to press. And we know that when Altuve, when Bregman, when these Tucker, when these guys press, they get out of themselves and outside of what they are known for. Today, I thought it was way better. One for two, you kind of argue with that with that strikeout. But the three walks, he's being disciplined. Right. And let's just hope not only is he seeing the ball well when it's off the plate, let's hope that he's making solid contact and barreling up baseballs to start letting that average tick up in the right place. Yes. Uh, so uh, we did answer this in another show, but I'll go ahead and uh, bring it up again. According to Dana Brown, uh, the when when uh, Brantley's going to come back is going to be now the first week in May. Right. So it's no longer going to be the last week in April. It's going to be the first week in May. And so what they're doing is just making sure he's ready and uh, they can kind of deal with what's going on. And um, at some point with Bregman, you have to wonder, I know he's probably hit second before, but he's been a guy that's hit third, fourth, fifth in his career, mostly third or fourth. You have to wonder if hitting second is something that's getting to him a little bit like hitting second you're supposed to aim for more contact move the runner up that type of uh, baseball and so i'm not saying that's affecting him but i wonder if a change uh, once brantley does return put him in two hole move bregman back to three then alvarez to four yada yada then maybe that gets him going again so who knows what will get bregman going again i don't think it's he needs to have an uh what somebody suggested in the show but um what they say he needs another baby but uh oh what they were what they were saying because when when his wife when him his wife had had knox their first son you know he just you know they kind of said he had that dad strength of course chris was completely joking on that what i mean Baseball, hitting in baseball is almost more about what is going on between the ears than right. what is going on with the hands. Because if between the ears you are you are out of sync, you're not seeing something properly, or maybe you're maybe you're overthinking your approach. Like if this guy is this guy, you know, am I going to sit on a breaking ball versus is he going to throw me a fastball? All those things that that really messes up your timing. Because being early on the ball and crushing it, you can clearly barrel the ball. So Bregman's going to continue to grind. He's going to continue to work on what he's doing. He knows how important his role is on this team. But that's why I love guys like Corey Jolks. I love Diaz stepping up when he can. I love Dubon stepping up. And heck, and I know I know we're all down on Myers right now, but when he's in, he you've got to want him to have success. Like, don't hate on him when he's in the lineup. Look, he's a professional, and he's on this team. Cheer for Jake Myers. You may not be his biggest fan, but you want him to have just a game each time he goes out. All these guys wear the same uniform, and they all have the same goal. They don't want to go up and fail. They want to go up and succeed right. because they're all vying for, for their jobs. But, man – the job that Corey Jolks is doing, Eric, getting seven starts in the first 11 games, I did not see that coming. I, I did not see that coming. He started almost every game. Super impressive. Yeah. So uh, it, going back to uh, Chasm McCormick, uh, he was actually 
taken off, um, taken by surprise when Dusty Baker said, well, we're going to stick with this lineup and for now. And he said, well, I appreciate that from Dusty. I've got a long way to go. We've got a lot of games left and I got a lot of bats to go, but my job is to get on base for these guys. It gives me a lot of confidence and it's nice to hear because you don't have to try to try so much when you get up there. That's a big thing in the big leagues. When you don't try so much, if I feel a little better up there, taking more pitches, driving the ball the other way, it gives me confidence. And he says that he's been watching Altuve do this for years. And it's, it's kind of awesome kind of doing this uh, now. So um, I think McCormick, I don't know if he's, he's not the long-term answer, but he is working right now and he's seen the ball better and maybe it is a mental thing. So um, as and he said that it gives you some energy. You want to get that spark going. I've been watching Altuve do that for a couple of years now, and it can really turn a team around. I just want to yeah. get the boys going. And that is that is a leadership mentality. That is a mature baseball um, headspace that he needs to be in. And, and that's what the Astros need. Right. Because um, at the end of the day, it's not about if I'm in the spot I think I need to be in. It's where is the coach putting me and how do I now excel and succeed in that spot? Whether you're first, ninth, fifth, or sixth, it doesn't matter. It's what you do in the moments, right? And and I think Chaz McCormick has the makings of a guy who can be that center field. Heck, I mean, he could become your main center fielder. Um, who knows? Pedro Leone and Dearden may not end up coming up this year. I, I don't know what's going to happen with them. But if Pedro Leon continues to hit the cover off the ball, Chaz is going to have to have a pretty big drop-off for one of these guys to come up and take his spot. Jake Myers is going to have to do a lot right now. He is behind the eight ball. He, to me, is the one that you are starting the least just because he's not giving you pre-injury Jake Myers performance. And now pre-injury Jake Myers, he, he was phenomenal. He had flashes of brilliance. But it's what have you done for me lately? And that is the key. And so the rest of the month, we've got the Braves, the Rays, and the Phillies. We've got some tough competition. Right. So let's get the steam train rolling right now in Pittsburgh so we can go into these other cities and take on the Rangers coming back home here in a little bit. And let's kick some tail so we can so, – so my prediction of being one game under 500 for April can be wrong. And definitely looking at what um... – we saw some history, not history, but something that's so rare today. Um, Framer Valdez doesn't give up a lot of extra base hits to left, left-handed hitters. And we saw G-Man Choi hit the home run. In fact, this was the first extra base hit by a left-handed hitter against him this season. Wow. And he only gave up three extra base hits to left-handed hitters all of last season. So this and, was very rare. And it was the very first time he faced G-Man Choi. In his yeah. career, that's he so weird. Never faced him in Tampa because yeah. I had to. So I posted that because we talked about it on the show last night on our on our crossover with Ethan, and then I and then someone's like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "You know what? I'm gonna go back and actually look." And I, I went on the CBS Sports Fantasy thing, and it's like you know hitters versus pitchers. Remember, he didn't even have one at bat versus Framber until today. And maybe in the playoffs they have. No. He has zero. This was his first. I looked, Eric. It's his you first ever at bat ever. He's never faced Framber. It, okay. It's crazy. I dude, I looked and I was shocked. I was like, "There's no way." Yep, it's the first time he's faced Framber Valdez, which is wow. Okay, 
That's crazy. That's crazy. As um, because he's faced Blake Taylor, he's faced Brian Abreu, he's faced Luis Garcia, but he's never faced Framber Valdez. I am rolling. I am a little concerned about Luis Garcia. He looked very hittable the other day. And so we'll have to talk about that before his next start, but he was giving up way too many hits. And so we'll have, yeah, to talk Luis about is that. not, Luis is not giving me, a, I don't, I don't have a, like, I'm not poking my chest out saying Luis Garcia is starting right now. He's got to, he, he's got to flip the script. Right. And to kind of close out the show, um, game two is going to be Christian Javier one and oh with 3.27 ERA 11 strikeouts. Uh, their ace, Mitch Keller, one and oh with the 3.86 ERA, 15 strikeouts. And there's not much success. Um, people that have f- f- uh, faced Keller before, Dubon is batting 605 at bats, and Choi 0 for 4, and Connor Joe is uh, batting 0 and 1 at bats. So that's all. <laughs> 0 and 1 at bats. <laughs> <laughs> 1 at bats. Yes, I know. <laughs> so anyway, but. Um, I'm excited for the rest of this week. I'm training, uh, quick training for the race for the dome, five uh, k run on Saturday. So if y'all, Wait, hold on, hold on. You just, it's this Saturday, and you just started training. Yeah. Eric. So it's gonna be more of a uh, jog walk. Thing. You need to do a run walk. You need to do a run five minute walk, one minute. Or yeah, or that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Walk. Okay. So I know exactly what I'm doing. Okay. So, if any of y'all are EMS, you know where to show up um, next Saturday. This Saturday. Oh, this coming Saturday, Eric might need. I'll be around the dome. And so if, if you see some old dude cr- crawling into the dome, that's not uh, Craig Biggio or Jeff Bagel. That's Eric Heisman. So nice. that's all we got for this edition of Locked on Astros podcast. Make sure you tune into us every day as we recap the game and talk about other crap like we did tonight. And uh, make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you check out the podcast. Go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast. And we will see you tomorrow. And Ghost Rose.